You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. You know, one of the things I will really miss uh, about this year is the Queen's Christmas message. Uh, growing up, uh, uh, you know, a whole day revolved around those five minutes, how we cooked the turkey, whatever we were doing, it was about those five minutes where we'd uh, listen to our beloved Queen. And in 2002, 20 years ago, this is what the Queen said. I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give him my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. The Queen spoke there and lived a life and modelled a life of trusting in God. Now, what God was she talking about and living for? When I was younger, I used to visit my sister who lived in in Newcastle. She was at Newcastle University. And uh, I'll always remember how we went to visit the famous Fenix department store. Anybody know about the Fenix department store in Newcastle? Yeah, three of you. Okay. And um, (laughs) it was renowned for its amazing Christmas display windows. Got a picture of it. Absolutely uh, stunning. Now, Christmas is a display window to who God is. This God who the Queen put her trust in, this God who I and a few billion around the globe trust in. You see, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He is God who became flesh. God incarnate, God with us, God among us, God in us. Seven words in the Bible that changed the course of history. It's actually separated history between AD and BC. Unto us a child is born. God has punched a hole into the roof of our world and he has climbed in. God who created the world with his hands now has his nappy changed. (laughs) At the first Christmas, God became a man and dwelt among us. Not just a voice, but a very real presence. The final verse that was read in our reading sums it up so well. God became flesh and made his home among us. This year, the famous John Lewis Christmas advert uh, took a slightly different emphasis, and I'd love for us just to watch the advert right now. Oh, 
That's a really, yeah, that's a really moving advert and this of course is highlighting the incredible need in our world for fostering and adoption. And I think this speaks into a, a cultural moment of ours and a, a real longing of humanity. That is the longing for a home. And Christmas is a moment, it's an opportunity, it is a display window into this. It's, the combination of these two things coming together. It's the desire of God to make his home among us, meeting our innate longing for home in the human heart. And it's where we meet at the center, at the middle, is actually that place of putting our trust in God. Now Christmas isn't Christmas without certain films. So give me a cheer if you love Love Actually. Yeah. The Holiday. Now I've been told there's a Holiday 2 coming out. Has anybody heard that rumor? It's a Wonderful Life. Ah. Oh. Polar Express. Die Hard. Why is my four-year-old cheering? I blame my wife. <laughs> but one of my favorites has to be, of course, Home Alone. And the story of Home Alone, as you know, follows the eight-year-old Kevin McAllister who is mistakenly left behind as his family flies to Paris for their Christmas holiday. And Kevin initially relishes being at home, doesn't he? But he soon has to contend with two burglars. And he's so had enough that he reaches a point. And he says this, this is extremely important. Will you please tell Santa that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. And Christmas is about many things, but I truly believe at Christmas, above all else, we all long for home. This is essentially what Kevin is saying. I just want home. I wonder tonight at this Christmas time, deep within you, particularly after the last few years that we've had as a world, that what your heart longs for is actually home. And Christmas seems to focus in on that. There seems to be a homing device that goes off in our souls around this season, a longing for home. In the next two weeks, the news will be full of stories of people making it home for Christmas. The England football team, Prisoners, <laughs> soldiers, lovers, the homeless, newborn babies, the hospitalized, stranded passengers. And it gives you a warm feeling inside when you hear stories like these. One of the most popular books of recent years has been uh, on the Christian Charlie Mackesy, his book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's an amazing book, and this will be aired actually as a TV program. Um, over the next few weeks. And this is a book about a young boy's search for home and how they all journey together. American 
Spiritual writer Frederick Bugner wrote that when we hear the word home, we think instantly of two things, the place we come from and the place that we dream of. So often Christmas can actually be a disappointment because we deposit great hope and expectation and value on the place we came from, but it never satisfies that longing because it's invariably not the place that we dream of. It isn't the same thing. Christmas, I think, can be best summed up by the proverbial Christmas cracker. It doesn't go bang. It leaves a mess. The paper crown looks absurd. The joke isn't funny. In fact, Christmas for many, isn't it, is a difficult time. Just a couple of nights ago, my wife and I took off 11-month-year-old baby to A&E. He wasn't well. We spent the night there. And just to see a combination of young families with children who were sick struggling, together with the pressure on the NHS and that coming together, it was a very difficult time. And both of us looked at each other and we were like, we can't wait to go home. But homelessness, family conflict, the statistics that show after Christmas through January, it is the toughest month for people. People struggle with mental health and their bank accounts and relationships. You see, coming home is not always the homecoming we hope for. But longing for home is it's our souls actually longing for something more. It's longing for God. We are made for him. We're wired for him. And all that longing and all that wiring that Christmas seems to bring, it comes together and it's felt more by all of us at this time. The longings that I have, but the felt reality of that seems miles apart. And maybe you find yourself here and right now in the season of your life and in this service, you feel strangely moved. You sense maybe something is missing. There's a hole in your life and you have a nostalgia, if you like, for God. And in that loss, I'm sure, like me, you have tried many things to alleviate it through other things, but the reality is, is that only God can satisfy our longing for God. And at Christmas, we see that there is a universal, deep longing for home. And that first Christmas, Jesus left the home that he came from to make the one that we dreamed of. St. John wrote this, the word that is Jesus became flesh and made his home with us. God came to us. It's different to any other religion. He came to us. And it's a long way, isn't it, from there to here. It's a long way from heaven to earth. It's a long way from eternity into time. It's a long way from deus to fetus. It's a long way from the Lord of the universe and the creator of the universe to a dependent child. It's a long way from eternal glory to dirty nappies. Jesus journeyed a long way from his home to make his home with us. And that journey, ultimately, if we fast forward to Easter, would lead to rejection and death and suffering. That's the Christmas message in a nutshell. Jesus made that long, perilous journey through time and space and incarnation 
and crucifixion just to be with you and I. Why? Because God loves us. He wanted to make his home with us. And as Kevin said, he wants his family back. This beautiful baby becomes a man on a cross, leaves his home to make home within us, then to bring us home. It is the greatest story ever told. He does this because he loves us. And maybe you're here tonight and you've never actually felt that kind of love. You would say that, you know what, I've never been loved and by your family or even yourself or by your partner. This evening, I want to tell you, and if this just helps one person tonight, it was worth it. There is a God in heaven who came for you, who loves you. He gave his life for you. And this Christmas, that longing for love we have meets the longing for love that he has. In Freddie Mercury's song, Guide Me Home, it finishes, Who will find me? Take care and side with me. Guide me back safely to my home where I belong once more. I heard uh, a few years back of a family where the daughter had had a huge falling out with the parents. And she stormed out and she didn't speak to her parents or see them again for years. And every night, the mother put the outside light on for her daughter so that she knew where her home was and she was always welcome. After many years, they were reconciled and the daughter said, Mom, I used to drive by at night and park up and see the light on. Knew there was a welcome for me. When I was ready, I came home. This Christmas, God's light is on for all of us. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he's calling us to come home to him. He left the place he came from to take us to the place we dream of. And he says, come on, himself, come on home like a loving father. And he knocks on the door of all of our lives at Christmas and says, will you come home with me? And we just need to say yes. And that's my story. I did this 30 plus years ago. I was in a church cathedral, and even before the service started, and we started to sing the carols like we sang tonight, I felt God knock at the door of my heart, and I said, yes. He doesn't need a complicated response. He just needs a heart that is willing, contrite and broken, and say, yes, I'm in. And I've spent the last 30 plus years unpacking what that yes means, and giving my life to him and to create a church and environment and a culture and a community that welcomes our city home. That is my dream. What is a Christian? What is a follower of Jesus? It's someone who has opened the door and said, you're the one that I've been waiting for all my life and I want to come home. I'd like to invite some of the band back up now. I'm going to listen to a performance of a, a classic carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And I want you to take note of the final verse of that song because it's so powerful, it's so profound. And this is what it says, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, their great glad tidings tell. 
Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel, God with us. And I wonder if maybe just one of you, maybe there's some of you who are here today and you want to actually make that your prayer to God as we listen to this. To say, Jesus, thank you for coming for me. I want you. I need you. I want to come home. Jesus, make your home in me. Let's do life together. I I, I admit I don't have it all together. But you don't ask for that. You just want me just as I am. Maybe you can say, Jesus, come to me. Abide with me, my Lord Emmanuel. Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And to stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.